promotional consideration paid for by the following. This episode of Wrestling with Sports is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. That's like blue in the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewables with the same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. You can take it any time of day or night, even on a full or empty stomach. And since they're chewable, they work twice as fast as the pills, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is fast and easy, and it's the way to enhance your performance in bed. So why wouldn't you do it? Honestly, guys, Blue Chew is prescribed online by a licensed physician, so you don't have any awkward doctor's visits. And especially in the day of COVID, you don't have to be around people. And it ships right to your door in a very discreet package. They're made in the USA, so it's cheap. Blue Chew is direct. And the cheaper option, trust me, go to BlueChew.com. Right now, Wrestling With Sports has a deal for you just for our listeners. Go to BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment for free. Just use the promo code Dennis and pay $5 shipping. I know you paid $5 for much more. DoorDash, you pay $5.99 for a tip, for God's sakes. So trust me, the $5 is worth it. It helps the show out a lot. Again, BlueChew.com. Use the promo code Dennis. Try it for free. I promise you, you'll love it. I love it. Try it for free. $5 shipping and handling. Use the promo code Dennis. Impact Wrestling is now on Access TV. Catch all the action every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Visit AccessTV.com for more information. Don't forget, Slammiversary 2020 is on the horizon live on pay-per-view July 18th, go now, make sure you get that pay-per-view because last year was phenomenal. I should know I was there. I enjoy it. I One of the best pay-per-views of 2019, everybody from other promotions even said so. Don't forget, you can start your Impact Plus 30-day free trial right now. Head over to plus.impactwrestling.com. And if you miss any of the Impact action, you want some exclusive Impact content, Go to Impact Wrestling's YouTube page. Be part of the 3.5 million wrestling fans getting interviews, recaps, highlights, and much more. Search Impact Wrestling right now on YouTube and enjoy a ton of exclusive content. Slammiversary week continues here on Wrestling with Sports Slammiversary 16. This Saturday, July 18th, make sure you get it on pay-per-view. Over the last few days, we had one of our favorite matchups, Moose versus Tommy Dreamer. We've had Tommy on. We've had Moose. Ooh. Now, 
the young kid, the lion. I'm excited to welcome who will challenge Willie Mack for the X Division Championship with a resurrected Johnny Swinger in his corner. Let's welcome on Chris Bay. <laughs> well, we don't know that yet. He's, Johnny said that it might be the 11th hour, so you can't just say stuff like that when you don't know. He's Right now, he can't be there. Well, Chris Bay, nonetheless, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, I appreciate you guys for having me on. This is this is going to be a lot of fun. Well, uh, you haven't been here yet, so it won't be. Trust me. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to tell everybody afterwards. Mine. No, Chris, th- thank you for joining the show. I'm the guy that just talks and interrupts. and, and um, You'll Dimitri, notice that. A lot. Yeah, you'll notice that. Dimitri <laughs> and Dennis are more of the wrestling guys. Um, but more than anything, I'm going to let Dennis start or Dimitri start because I got some questions outside of wrestling to ask you that I – I'm actually excited. I'm a, I'm a California boy. Well, so I'll we'll go from there. I'll kick it that off. Dimit- both of us. I'll kick it off, Dimitri. And I will say that, Chris, you're one of the few guys in at least the last 20 years who you look at your service time in the ring, which you're still considered a rookie in wrestling. You look at some of these guys that take some 10, 12, seven plus years to get to where you are. You've done it super quick, super short. What... What has some of the older guys taught you now that you're in impact that you have really soaked in for good advice? Um, honestly, the, the, the old uh, less is more. You know, people have told me that a lot throughout my, my short career. I've gotten that a lot, especially, you know, starting off being so young and athletic. Believe it or not, I've toned it down a lot compared to where we've come from in the past with my, my in-ring ability i've learned that less is more you know and and as i've switched over to tv especially now tv being full-time with everything that's going on in the world and the only thing i'm doing being television it comes in handy for sure that idea of less is more and um getting your character over and trying to do things for the enhancement of your character more so as to just do uh the coolest moves you have because i have a million moves that people have never seen before and I plan on at this point, like none of them coming out, you know, <laughs> at the, at, I'm trying to preserve them all as long as I can. Okay, D, I got a, I got a, I'm sorry. I told you, um, Chris, that I interrupt all the time. Okay. So your athleticism, it's unbelievable. Dimitri, I apologize. Just tell me to shut up whenever I apologize, Dimitri, but dude, your athletic system or your athletic ability is unbelievable. So, what sports did you play? I guess is my main question. And I, I did see an interview with you when you were talking about skateboarding because I kind of grew up skateboarding too. Yeah. And I ended up taking the baseball route, which made me a lot more money than, um, you know, jumping off ramps and half pipes and all that stuff. But because uh, I'm assuming when I saw that today, I was just like, this dude, he balls your feet. You're an athletic. But what other sports beside, obviously, we'll get into skating later. Did yeah. you play growing up? Uh, honestly, I, I've never been a big sports guy. And I, um, it's, I don't think it's ever been a knock to any other um, sports or athletes out there because I understand every single sport is a different level of work ethic and it takes something to be any in any sport you jump into. Growing up, I never really played a lot of sports. When I was young, I, I, I dabbled with basketball. I'd play with my dad from time to time and it was something I at one point wanted to be serious about, but it faded off so quick I never even got to. And then there was a short... Um, couple seasons where I played soccer probably when I was around 12 or 13 but other than that I just always wanted to be a wrestler so 
I try to stay away from sports and this is probably why I didn't even watch them. I just try to stay so away from them. So as to never jeopardize my per, uh, my, my chances of being a pro wrestler because pro wrestling was always number one, like even with the skateboarding, we mentioned the skateboarding and that had to end for me when it got to a point where things got way too dangerous and I had to have an honest self-assessment with myself of whether I wanted to continue risking the danger and then possibly end up in a position where I'll never even get to try wrestling or if I was going to call it a quits there and start to prepare for what I wanted to do with wrestling. And um, a lot of the athleticism really came from when I actually started training to wrestle because just being the style, the size I am compared to everybody else, I realized that it was going to take a little bit more out of me to get where I wanted to get to and get noticed because I'm not the typical big guy or I'm not, you know, super jacked or anything i'm pretty lean but it just had to go a different route but as far as sports go there wasn't a played at all you ain't 24 man you're talking like you're my age veteran <laughs> you gotta be i mean you you are with it dude i'm gonna tell you what wow man, that's unbelievable i appreciate this business has helped me grow up a lot you, you gotta understand but, when i moved to vegas to do this i was i was 20 so i moved across the country alone and uh you know no family no friends really and it was just one of those things where responsibility and yeah, you have to grow up quick, especially because I couldn't sacrifice this. This is, this was number one to me. So I knew that everything had to get done a certain way in order for me to progress the way I wanted to progress and become what I wanted to become. I had right. to grow up and be around the big dogs, so to say, and, and yeah. be able to talk work, to them. Work ethic is something that we talk about a lot, Dimitri, myself and Dennis, um, no matter what. Yeah, let me talk. <laughs> I'll be the nice guy, but not, but honestly, the work ethic part—it's unbelievable. You have to have it to get where you want to go. And I'll shut up now. But good for you, man. Kudos to you. And that is—it's unbelievable to me because that's what Dimitri and myself both had to do to get to where we were yeah. at. And same with Dennis. And um, so I'm a huge fan because of that alone. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Now, now, what Jason is talking about in the sport of baseball, you get drafted and we go through the minor league. We go through small towns throughout the U.S. until we get to the big leagues. And every step that we go through is teaching us how to become a big leaguer. And yeah. you are out here. I'm in Camarillo, California. I'm in Ventura County next to Oxnard. You performed up in Port Wainimi a couple of times. Yeah. And yeah. I, I regret that I hadn't been out there to any of those events out there i've been watching it on television but um who who, who have you hooked up with as far as mentorship because you're a, you're my son's age yeah. and yeah i'm old enough to be your dad I, i'm old man like hey, you look, you look said, good but, you look good hey i appreciate the compliment and the lie but um <laughs> you know. and we both got a little chrome i didn't know chrome but we both got a little yeah, chrome yeah, we, we call chrome. it i call it chrome man because you know they call it gray and stuff it's like nah we grew up in the chrome generation so my stuff's chrome I love, I so love when it, you man. got out so you got the vegas there a wrestling school out there that that you had to attend and um and who did you um become who who has mentored you since you inner impact because there's some brothers there that look like they'll take you under their wing and help you out because you are good for sure no thank you i um i appreciate the compliment and, and i attribute a lot of my success today all of it really um to those people who have come before me who have taken their time to help a young guy out like me and pull me aside especially so young into the business 
um, and really give me that good advice. I know when I first got to FSW, uh, I was training under like Sen Bodhi and um, on and Glenn Gilberti. Oh, as much as people disco. Glenn, disco Inferno. You know, people people will say a lot of different things about that guy, but I I always say that me and him were, you know. Uh, he was very influential in my first couple of months of wrestling. He, there was times where, you know, I'd show up to his classes and me and maybe two others would show up or, or, uh, because people didn't want to do that. Um, at the time, the group that I came up in, you know, there's different classes at the time, I'm pretty much the only one from my class who still wrestles at that time that I started training everyone who came in who also knew. So he had those classes where you actually had to work on, fundamentals and people hate working on the fundamentals so it came a point where there'd be weeks where only i would show up so he and i would just have these matches on the fly just him versus me and it was it was kind of a rib because he'd have my main move was a drop kick at the time and he'd have me throw like 40 <laughs> drop kicks in one match so i'd be all tired and just blown up by the end of it like bro i just had to jump 40 times and hit you with the same move let me throw a clothesline in here or something bro let me let me get a variation but it was Glenn, and then and then when I first um, hooked up with uh, Elijah Burke, uh, oh, Elijah Burke was definitely very helpful to me, especially being you know a young African American male in this in this profession. Um, there was an opportunity at a show where I was going to be wrestling him, and I was probably like six or eight months in, and I was probably nowhere near ready for the experience. But thirty minutes before the show uh, started, the promoter cancels the show, and uh, I stayed in contact with Elijah Burke after that. He was very kind to me and and um and has been very helpful throughout my years and then shortly after that you know even that day i first met scorpio sky and then shortly after that at the championship <laughs> in hollywood i was doing stuff with scorpio sky and he was very helpful and influential and in, in my training at fsw kenny king i had kenny king oh man who was ring of honor so kenny was the, kenny taught me to drop kick so you know <laughs> like it, it was just it was so many uh so many people who really did like put me under their wing the bonus boys and um fsw they're the local tag team here in vegas but they've you know done work with owe in china and they've done stuff in japan and um you know multi-time tag team champion on the indie circuit here on this coast but those guys let me hop in the car with them real early and drive to you know oxner to uh for the first year or two i think i, I went on pretty much two shows a month out there and I was helping set up the ring and just watching how they do the production. I think I wrestled three times for that company within that first year and a half. But I was going out there for that that knowledge and that hunger and being able to ride in these four-hour, five-hour car rides with these experienced people who could put me on the game and tell me everything that I needed to uh, know to properly navigate through this business. You, wow. man, you know what? Real quick, that is the definition of passion right there. That's passion, that? do, doing all the... The little stuff when you being the only one there, and, and I mean that's passion, that's wanting it. And like you said, there's guys that don't want to work on the fundamental. The people that had a passion work on the fundamental. They work on the small thing. They work on everything. Like you said, setting up the the ring mat and stuff. Hey, kudos, man. With no that and, and Chris, on a totally serious note, and you said this earlier. Uh, when you're talking or asking or answering Dimitri's question about you know I don't want people like him. Or don't like them or it doesn't matter and you always just a piece of advice and Dimitri will probably say the same thing Dennis will too and, and that's awesome you're already way ahead of the game just by the way you talk but you make your own judgment on people because there's going to be people that oh I don't like this guy I don't like that guy and trust me we've all been in this situation but you're like I said ahead of the game um just make your own opinion and if you like someone or someone else doesn't who cares mm -hmm. and so good for you for doing that 
um, because that's going to happen throughout your career. I'll promise you 1,000% that. So good for you, man. And just a piece of advice, you always make your own opinion on someone. And you are, like I said, you're you're way ahead of the game, man. You ain't 24. I want to I jump in and bring this back because we touched on it a little bit with Moose, and I wish we talked about it a little bit more. But I grew up in Atlanta, and I was kind of mindful of the racism and Ron Simmons probably being one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. What and you you probably are mindful of the lack of African American champions through the last what thirty some odd years in wrestling. What what are you doing in your mind maybe to change that in the future if you can elevate your performance to that level? Is that something that's crossed your mind even this early in the game for you? Oh, a hundred percent. I um especially uh, with Slammiversary coming up and it being me versus Willie Mack, you know, for that prestigious championship. There's just so much that I feel uh, not only responsibility, but it's something I really want to do. And I never saw myself as this type of, a, uh, you know, advocate or, or represent uh, representation for us. Um, as a kid growing up, it was just kind of like very tunnel vision. But the more and more I've been able to do in this business, the more I've understood that it is about protecting the future and, and, and passing it on and paying it forward. And uh, even at FSW, you know, I feel like for a guy my size to come in and do what I did at, at our local company here in Vegas, I helped uh, for a lot of young talent coming up right now, like, you know, uh, current No Limits champion Ice Williams over there, you know, who um, mm-hmm. has such a stellar career at a year and a half, barely two years in where he's at, you know, that guy's wow. amazing. But I made sure that um, through what the promoter did with me and through – the way I rose through and, and um, had the fans start getting behind me and stuff that he could be a little bit more protected than I was so that, you know, he didn't have as many hardships as I've had. And then guys like Shogun Jones, who also local guy here, who's not even comparable to me because he's, you know, six three six four two hundred. 200, 50 pounds and cool. we're not going to have the same uh you know journey he will be more protected because of his size but even then passing that info along to him and getting these guys in my cars now you know when i go to towns is just as important to me for because i understand what it did for me and now what i do for people you know i, I meet uh young um people of all races you know of course it, it hits a little harder when it's when it's african-americans and and i meet these uh young guys at shows and they say they want to be like me or they want to um you know be a wrestler too or they'll give me the the old um yeah i'm going to train to be a wrestler and one day we'll get in the ring and i i give it right back to them you know it could be sooner rather than later you know i'm waiting for it model. there's a lot of people you know you you know what you are jason's right you are way ahead of the game because um Dennis stole my question because that's obviously my question to ask you. Thanks, Dennis. <laughs> Sorry. But but um, you know what? When I was your age, I was I was called uh, the N word in double A, and I did the what I thought was the right thing. I went up there and confronted the guy, and, <laughs> and I wound up beating. That was, you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. You are that is the right thing, and that is, well, I don't care what anybody well, said. Well, beat the well, shit up. well, well, I mean. In all actuality, you know, I felt better from doing it. You know, I got suspended and 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 things of that nature. But I met met up with older black players at that time, and they was like, "So how did it feel? Did it feel good?" Because of uh, the guy, like you said before us, who actually called that going to the ring or going playing baseball or whatever. Yeah. And and what the guys before us did. They they took the stones, they took the beatings so we can have it good today. And with 
what's going on in today's climate, we're seeing more of togetherness. And not only from just the African-Americans, the Blacks, but we're getting it from the white people. We're getting it everywhere is wanting it. You know, more about the love instead of the hate. And hate is very, very petty, as we know. And I like that you're passing on the message to the younger guys, with you being young yourself. Yeah, because that's the important thing that you get it. And when you see somebody kind of out of line, instead of, you know, young guys do dumb things. Well, hey, yeah, we'll do this together. It's like, no, you're like the the voice of reason. And you talk, you are nothing like your doggone character on Impact, man. (laughs) I want to get some of that Chris Bay. I want to see you talking to the girl like you did last night. Dude, Willie Mack has zero chance. Look, that was a shoot. When I was talking to her, that was a shoot. She was, she was, she gave me the number off camera, and they don't want to show the good stuff. You know, look, she she said she said it was her fax number and all, but you know, I said, look. Look, the fax machines don't even—they're not even there anymore. I, we know what number it was. I, look, I ain't, I ain't no rookie. You know what I'm saying? I ain't no rookie. Swing <laughs> distracted me just for a millisecond, you know. But I'm gonna get back to her. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna get back. That ain't nothing to it, you know. <laughs> That's what I like about about TV, man. That I was so excited to to finally be a part of because my 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 four years on the Indies, um, or three years on the Indies, I um was doing a lot of wrestling and a lot of different variation of wrestling. But then every now and then I would get these companies that weren't just one blow off indie shows and we would do some sort of a storyline, you know, like uh, especially stuff at Championship Wrestling Hollywood when I first turned uh, heel and then having uh, Without a Cause up in Washington bring me in and uh, do the whole singles run that I'm currently on with the, the, the heavyweight championship as a heel. It really gives me that chance to dig in and sink my teeth into something and show people that I'm an entertainer overall. You know, I had to become a wrestler and uh, to show people like, what's up at a guy my size trying to be the top guy because now I have to wrestle all these other big people who it ain't going to be a lot of dancing and flashy. It's got to be a lot of, you know, a lot of wrestling for me to keep up with these guys. But now that I've earned that and I've done that, now the less is more comes into play. And now I get to really show people like yourself who, Fortunately, you enjoy the work, you know, I get to show people, watch me turn up now, watch me entertain you, watch me be able to do what this business is built off of, the sports entertainment part, you know, watch me. So now what I do in the ring means more while I'm still doing less, you know, because that's awesome. That's that's so cool. Growing up, man, um, when you were uh, uh, looking at kind of like, because listen, my my hero was Rod Carew growing up. Yeah. He's my favorite player. Uh, like, was it a Ray Mysterio? Was it a, um, you know, Shawn Michaels? Was it a somebody like a high flyer? I don't know if they still call him that anymore. Um, but it was it somebody like that that kind of like, you know what? I might not be the biggest guy out there, but I'm going to be the baddest dude out there. Was that one of your heroes or no? Yeah, man, 100%. I, um, and it's fun because I just rewatched the DVD recently, but I was a huge Eddie Guerrero fan when I was younger. And um, in 2004, you know, he had his DVD drop, the Cheating Death Stealing Life DVD. And I remember getting that DVD and uh, watching it every day and watching this guy's story, which was so real, real, you know, with his um, his drug problems and him losing his family and him, you know, coming on the verge of death so many times, but then turning his life around and, and redeeming himself and getting hired again and winning the WWE Championship, which was something that people, you know, never imagined in a million years. I remember I was eight seeing that DVD 
and knowing that that was the moment that I knew I wanted to be a pro wrestler because something about me was telling me that uh, I wanted to give people that same feeling. You know, Eddie wasn't the biggest guy, but man, could he entertain and then he could fly and then he could be technical. When he did that and he made it to the top, I, you know, I, even at eight, I kind of had an idea that I wasn't going to be the biggest guy because nobody in my family is really that big. And you know, even at current day, I'm taller than my parents, you know, uh, I'm, I have like two brothers maybe who are taller than me, but other than that, I'm about the same height as everybody. I'm about the same weight as everybody. I've always been a skinny kid, so I knew it was just going to be that uphill battle. I didn't need the drugs or any of that other stuff to complete my story or, or to bring my story full circle. But that was like when I, when I really, really knew I wanted to be a wrestler watching Eddie. And then when he passed, you know, I took that real strong, but I was a huge fan of Johnny Nitro at the time and John Morrison. And it was something about him that just, I always stayed latched to and stayed latched to. And I went to an autograph signing to meet him when I was, I think eight or uh, nine, I think it was nine. Yeah. I was about nine and just fast forward to 2018. I got to wrestle him. And uh, that's cool. Like he, uh, he helped me win the FSW heavyweight championship too. And, and now he's become one of those guys also that I can hit up and get advice from. Yeah, 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 yeah. And don't ever stop that. Demetri, I'm going to tell you something that both me and you did. This is why he's way ahead of the game. Is I, It took me to get to the big leagues to start watching other – I was a catcher – to start watching other catchers to maybe take something out of their, their game that I could maybe throw into mine. It might not work. It might work. Yeah. And he's doing this at eight. It took me to get to the big leagues. Then I'm like, I'm watching like a Mike Lieberthal or a Brad Osmus or a Piazza or somebody. Like there might be something in there. You were watching Piazza? Well, he, <laughs> he could catch the ball a little bit. That's about it. Maybe hitting. Uh, no, he could actually catch the ball a little yeah. bit. But uh, anything else, he, he sucks. He looked like crap at first base. Well, he was awful. Awful. <laughs> but, I mean, he could actually he could actually catch the ball. So, but I would always try to, like, uh, look and, and take it. It might work. It might not work. So, th- he's doing this at eight. Chris is doing this at eight years old, talking about Eddie Guerrero, watching a DVD. It took me – I was 21 watching it. So, Wow. And I know Dimitri's done the same thing because, you know, it does work. It does work. It might be something because everybody's different. Everything's different. And you might be able to take somebody's move or the way somebody catches the ball uh, or the way somebody swing, whatever it may be, and put it in your game and make you that much better. So don't don't ever, ever think that you're at your peak. Yeah. Keep yeah, going, yeah. going, going. And obviously, I don't even tell you that, dude. You're 24 and you're you're way ahead of the game like i said yeah, way ahead of 20, yeah 20 more years at least he ain't lying yeah, it's crazy it's it's you it's, might eventually change your to a ground game after about 20 years <laughs> sooner rather than later you, might, <laughs> you, you say you say i sound older and i sound ahead of my years it's the time I put in in this business and what it's done to my body <laughs> that's also changed uh, well and i'll tell you what you got your head on your shoulders and that's that's a a compliment you you know what's going on you knew when you were young what you wanted to do you're still doing when i said role model um however long ago you're a role model man and that that is like the coolest thing in the world and and know that and remember that every time you go out there perform there's someone watching um it's younger it's, than it's you that like, I it's, be like chris a, that's very a great cool. responsibility to have i gotta ask and, you and, i gotta and, ask and, you this it, yeah do you you want me to shut up dimitri yeah, yeah. No, I just wanted to – this is just a roll on what Jason and I was just talking about. In about 10 years, the shoe's going to be on the other foot. You're going to become that veteran. Yeah. And 
that's going to be the cool thing because when Jason and I was coming up, we were both the young guys. And I was on the red. And we were young. And then I got traded to the Tigers. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm at my prime. And then when I went to Washington, I was at the end of my career. And I'm around all these young bucks. And it was all about giving them the knowledge because I've been there and know some of the ins and outs. And that's what you're getting now already. Like, we keep calling you. You're more of a prodigy than anything else, man. That's great. I appreciate that, man. Honestly. Like I said, we are absolutely fans of yours. And at how quick that you've made it to impact wrestling, how does that affect your future goals going forward? Because you're doing something that it takes people, like I said, 10 years plus to get to that point. You're there so early in your career. Do you have to step back now and adjust your future goals? Or do you already have them kind of set up to, all right, I'm exactly where I want to be when I want to be in your career? I've um, I've honestly, every year, I was doing this thing where I was writing down my goals for the year, which I think everybody should do. I recommend it all my students uh, all the time. Um Anybody who's around me, I'll tell them, you know, write down your goals, write down your progress, track everything, because it just keeps you able to document it and know what you need to work on or know what you want to work on. and just keeps you always constantly evolving. In the first year, um, I realized everything was just moving way quicker than it was supposed to. I think my first year, like my goals were um, like compete in a match that's for a championship and then like wrestle on one of these casino shows that we had. And then by the end of the year, I think uh, just before the year ended, I won my first championship and I was like, hmm. And then the very next month, I won a tournament and won a trophy. And it's my first trophy I ever won in my life. And it was just like, hmm. And then 2018, I made a list uh, that I called the 20 Bay Teen list because I was calling 2018, 20 Bay Teen. Oh, nice. And it was a list that I, I made out of complete absurdity where I was just like, okay, I want to wrestle all these people. And I knew it was people that were just so out of reach, but because I manifested it and I put it down as a goal, I ended up wrestling 98% of the list. It was guys like John Morrison, people like ACH, people like Scorpio sky, people like uh, killer cross, you know, people like Strickland, you know, people, uh, uh, Austin Aries at the time, you know, when he had all the titles, like, uh, just uh, Brian Cage, a crazy list that I li- I really ended up accomplishing, and my goals just started to change. So I was like, okay, well, 2019's goal was okay because some uh, I think it was Scorpio Sky one time he was like, uh, yeah, 2018's almost over. What are you gonna do for 2019? And I was, like, <laughs> I-, I laughed and I was like, get signed. I don't know. And then I was like, well, that's kind of the next place realistically I would go. I don't want to just you know. What, why wait i'm trying to get to that level so i can learn more so i could wrestle these people who are more experienced than me and give me this knowledge about television that i need so then it became preposterous things that would just strike out where i was like okay i want to gain this amount of weight or okay i want to um make these people in this section right here fans of me this night or i want to go wrestle in this state i remember the first time i wrestled in texas i was like man i really want to wrestle in texas and as i said this sentence I have someone who can vouch for it. I get the uh, DM immediately. And it was like, hey, there's an opportunity in a couple of months in Texas if you want it. <laughs> oh, like, okay. And then September of last year came and or up to August. And I saw that in September, Ring of Honor was coming to Vegas. Impact was coming back to Vegas. And I saw the first week of October, WWE was going to be in Vegas. And I was like, 
what if I do all three? <laughs> can I do all three? Am I a guy who can pull off all three? Like, damn right you are. I'm like, you know what? It's so absurd. Let me try it. You know, and it ended up being something that I accomplished, and I was just like. Wow. So my, my goals honestly change all the time. My goals when I came to impact compared to um, where we're at right now already have changed. And it's been six months, maybe, you know, like they just keep evolving and evolving and evolving. And um, Slammiversary is a chance for me, honestly, to do another goal and put myself in the category for a match of the year. You know, not just an impact, but all over in any any company this year, you know, like that's where I'm at now also, I'm like, okay, I need to have a match of the year or something that's qualified as a match of the year to the world standpoint, you know? And uh, they're always changing, they're always evolving, but they keep me hungry and they keep me working for something. When I feel like I'm losing myself or I'm losing these goals, I just try to think of something that seems absurd or, or it seems that just is impossible and not attainable because it really teaches us that nothing's kind of out of reach, you know? and, and if you put that work towards it and you manifest it and you write it down and you want to see it and you take the proper steps every day, okay, what's going to get me closer to that goal? How can I, yesterday I wasn't too good at this. So how can I get better at that while also improving and taking a step forward? I, I have a clothing line that's going to be dropping soon. And it's basically the whole push of my, my life method, which is this whole concept of just working towards something and having a bigger picture. Uh, but, I digress. I'll promote Gee, that. I, if I was him, I, I would drop the oh, mic oh, oh, and say, I'm out of here. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Chris, Chris, are you a philosopher? Um, what books are you reading? I'm looking at the paintings in the background. It's like yeah. you getting the deep thoughts and stuff. What What are you reading? Because like Jason said earlier, you way ahead of the game. Man, I uh, honestly, I'm recently trying to get into reading more so, uh, especially these physical books. I, I picked up a cool book at the... Uh, Martin Luther King um, at his memorial site. And when I was in Atlanta doing the impact tables, I stopped by there, you know, got to see all that cool stuff. And I got one of his books. So I'm excited to, to dive into that. But honestly, it's, I listen to a lot of podcasts um, too. It's easier for me that way. You know, I can do it while I'm doing my cardio. You know, hey, hey can you like us? Because make, it'll make us 14 listeners that we have. <laughs> <laughs> smooth, Jason. Smooth. I'll do that, and then I'll get my, I'll get on my spam account, and I like it there. <laughs> Trust me, it'll go to your spam. Don't you? You don't have to get on it. It'll go straight there. Hey, okay, I got three questions, and I'm going to shut up. Okay, Number yeah. one is, do me a huge favor. Don't take this paycheck and go to the tables. I know you're in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in Vegas now four years, and I still have not, other than the gamble of moving here and better know myself, I still have not yet. Okay, nice. good. Don't. You know what I always did? I was put a hundred bucks and I put in a slot machine. You win a lot of hundred bucks. Put in a slot machine, dollar slots. Put a hundred bucks in there, and I'm gonna tell you what you'll go. But now you have. Uh, I was gonna say you have to have the you know the. The, the mental mindset to say, okay, I'm stopping after this. Dude, you already got that. You have no problem. 100 yeah. bucks, hour, boom, you're good to go. Um, <laughs> trust me, and then you, you can go home. Um, how good of a skater were you? I grew up surfing, and uh, I I grew up skating. Not in eighth grade, ninth grade. In California, you play baseball year-round. Yeah. So then I got to the, the point to where I was pretty good, and then I played that more than anything. I played some football, but um, – how good of a skater were you? Because you don't talk skateboarding unless you're good, bottom yeah. line. Yeah. So how good were you? Well, I, you know, I talk a little bit of trash on skateboarding all the time because, you know, I was decent. I was, I was, 
I was getting pretty good. There was, there was a, I think skateboarding for me was my first real uh, passion that I got to pursue because wrestling was such an impossible thing uh, at those ages where I was here in Las Vegas, we offer a kid's class for future stars of wrestling. So I've taught kids from ages, you know, all the way to, you know, above 18, but we really have some guys who are 12, 13 who can go like, and if that that was available to me, I would have. But skateboarding was the first thing that I got outside and was trying and having difficulty with, and then was starting to overcome things and and learn things. I remember it took me like six months to learn how to ollie, but then like two weeks later, I learned the oh, kick. You're flipping, yep. and then it, it became doing stair sets, and you know I got pretty cool. I had some cool line sequences, and like I I know I've like nolly hard like nolly you know tray flip some some pretty like steep ledges, and I've attempt the what really stopped me was when i was attempting to kickflip a 10 stair uh i just couldn't never stick it and uh i think looking back on it i understand that it was because i was more prepared for the fall than the land which mm-hmm. you know you very know, who is this guy who is this guy d <laughs> hey he's a prodigy man hey uh, okay so but uh, um the, the last one you ride that wave as long as you can and you keep doing what you're doing because what you're doing is amazing but um just a Something to put in the back of your head. Maybe you you bring that skateboard out. Maybe that could be part of your uh, uh, entrance coming into the ring. Because who else has done it? No one. Well, well go to skateboard into the ring, kick flipping or anything. We have someone now who does it. Darby Allen. Yeah. AEW. Oh, yep. He's a good friend of mine. So the last thing I wanted to do was, you know. Well, you know what? Is he better than you? At this point, yes. At he skating. Is. At that's, skate. That's a tough yeah. one. You know what? You go out outside your house and then do a couple kickflips and hold on, hold on, hold on, real grind and your goal. I, 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 I want Impact Wrestling Chris Bay to answer that question. Not yes. Off the camera, Chris Bay. I want I want the Impact Chris Bay, the cocky mofo. I'll look, I'll get I'll give it to you straight like this. Darby Allen, amazing skateboarder. Is he better than Chris Bay? Yeah, on a skateboard. But if you put us in the ring, right? You know that turns into a classroom. A classroom then turns into a lesson. The lesson is in the art of finesse. And the lesson is probably, let's go with, um, if you open the book, lesson number 75. And we check out lesson number 75, and it says right here, no matter how good you think you are, comma, Chris Bay is that much better. Oh! If we step in the ring... One Darby Allen will learn, courtesy of the ultimate finesser, Chris. There it is. <laughs> that is so genius esque, right? I mean, when I heard him doing that, I'm thinking the genius from from old WWF. Now yeah, you need to run for president or something. <laughs> Jesus, wow! I'm so impressed with this guy. It's unbelievable. Now. I, I've been really lucky to spend a lot of time backstage at uh, Impact Wrestling shows. My first wrestling co-host, Petey Williams, you know, would take me along. I got to hang out with him. He's, you know, here in Detroit, one of my best friends. And I see how Impact operates. And they bet on the talent and let the talent bet on themselves more than any other company I've I've been around and I've seen, which you know, lens for the talent to really step up their game to be them and nothing is scripted. 
How intimidating, though, is that for a young guy when you show up and impact is essentially pretty hands-off when it comes to growing a talent, and now it's left in your lap to take this freedom and the television time to build up Chris Bay, the superstar. I think um, it has its pros and cons for sure, Um, but every wrestler is different in the sense of we have some wrestlers who – have uh not the best they're not the best at expressing their individuality so for them to portray a character is a lot easier and for them to be told what to do is a lot easier because they don't know how to or maybe they don't care to express themselves and turn themselves into this turned up version of a character for a guy like me i think the way we operate is what's best for me especially right now and being so young because it's going to give me that chance to take that gamble on myself rather now than later. Uh, so I can learn if there's, you know, where the flaws are and see whether I, what I believe in myself is as uh, true as I believe it to be. And um, at first it took a little bit of adjustment because I expected it to be the other way around um, because my first, you know, television uh, company to be a part of. So I expected, you know, it to be a little, a lot more um, controlled, but, once I started to pick up the rhythm that it's a lot loose, more loose and laid back and given the creative to the talent, that's when I had to put that, okay, let's get back to student mode here. Let's start taking these notes. Let's start preparing these one-liners. Let's start figuring out and put myself in these own scenarios. So when these situations come, I'll already have the material to knock it out of the park. I won't be, you know, searching for some answers that uh, don't exist, may not exist, you know, or searching for something that I don't have the time to look for. And I'd rather uh, do my studying now and go into the game prepared because I already know Chris Bay is going to be Chris Bay. And just like how you just asked me, you know, you want to see Impact Wrestling, Chris Bay talk about Darby Allen. I can switch that s- switch right there because I know what Chris Bay in the ring will say. You know, I also know with Chris, the human being, how how I operate. But I know what's best for me when it's time to be Chris Bay, the character. When those that music hits or that camera, you know, they get the three, two, and we go silent. I'm I'm flum from then on out. I'm flum, baby. That's 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 oh, what yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, this the, I have to ask this to every wrestler that we talk to. How big of a rush is it when that music hits and just boom? Yeah, it it hits different too when you get to come out to something that you love, and um. If we, if we uh, take a second to talk about my theme song that I come out to currently at Impact Wrestling, One Shot by an artist named T-Sliz, formerly T-Sliz, now Global Sliz. Um, this guy is a man I met 2013, um, a music engineer. This is uh, when I was making music at, back home in Virginia at the studio, Middle East Studios. I met this guy, T-Sliz. Um, he got his engineering degree from Full Sail. He was easily, easily the best engineer I found in that studio, so me and him, I uh, built a working relationship and for the next three years until I moved to Vegas, he and I were just, you know, uh, countless nights and, and weeks, you know, just making records and, you know, spending all this music. And uh, I think he's just as talented, if not better as a, as an artist inside the booth as he is on the keys. Um, when it came time for me to really start getting the character of championship wrestling from Hollywood, I, asked if we could use a song from my, my boy T Sliz because um, it's important to me to always put the whole team on the, the belts I've won at FSW and mm-hmm. 
championship, those belts were created by one of my best friends, Scott Thibodeau, who I met when I was 15, 16, getting replica belts re-leathered, and he was re-leathering my belts, but we became close friends, and I know he can make real belts. So when it came time for me to get in the business and companies needed titles, I knew exactly who I wanted to, you know, get these titles to. So I'm always about putting my team on. So, like, now to be on impact, and when the when the teasers first dropped that I signed, and now we get these promos. All I really need is one shot, and I, <laughs> and I know you know that's my boy. That's my boy's voice. It's comfortable. It's very comforting because that's the one thing I asked when I when I came in. I said, "Yeah, uh, they got me a better song the last couple tapings we did in Vegas because I had some generic music. They got me a, a better track when I did the September tapings in Vegas before I signed. But even then, you know, after I signed, I was, before the debut, I was like, man." As cool as it is now, I need a better song because I don't feel that song. That song doesn't turn Chris Bay into Chris Bay. Like that song, I need something that hits. And then I asked if we could get one shot over. We got it. They did the promos. The promos look good. And then now, you know, I don't I don't care whether I'm all up here in my head, if I'm nervous, if I'm not nervous. As soon as I hear that beat drop and all I really need is one more shot. comfortable you are, the better you perform. You can see it in my face sometimes when I'm coming down the ramp, just how much I just feel that song and how much the timing is on everything, the cues when I run to the top rope, everything just makes perfect sense. It's cool to hear that that pop when the crowd hears it now, to hear people talk about how much they love it. Or on the indies when I was coming out to uh, uh, Big Sean, no favors, you know, like they're on the in the shorter crowds where um, the ramp wasn't as long because the, the way I cue the song, it takes a good you know, 30 to 40 seconds until I hop up on the top rope for the pose and get the money shot. But there'd be times where the ramp was short and indie shows. So I'd let it build. And when the beat would drop, instead of coming out, I just wait behind the curtain and I could just hear people slowly starting to, Hey, 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 love it. Hey, that never remind you of when we played Jason, cause we, we used to have walk up song. Yep. Yeah. And, and I had to have something that was just get me into that mode because I was like a big, burly beast going up there to the plate. I didn't smile or anything. I was ready to kick that pitcher's ass. Uh-huh. And so when my music came on, and one of it was Funky Enough from um, DOC, I had, um, dang, what was that one? Throw some D's on it. Hey. I, had, I had that one, my name being Dimitri. And, yeah. and so when I go up there, I had a, a, a walk and everything up there, just like a wrestler would. And yeah. I would do my little routine. I get in there and I was in, in full mode to kick your oh, ass. Yeah. So oh. I know it. I know what you're talking about. And Jason, why don't you tell me your own walk up? So here? my first nine years, I was in Pittsburgh for nine years, and it was uh, straight. Oh, you didn't know mm. your ass better cost. And that's when I right out of the right when he said your ass. Walked out of the batter's box, right? Or, or the uh, the on deck circle, right into the batter's box, and it's like, all right, someone's coming for you. Man. Who's it gonna be? So you, you know what? And that's the new generation. You, you like, I'm, D. I don't know when they started doing walk up songs, but it was probably like our first maybe a couple of years in the big leagues. Yeah, it was like because when I got called up in '96, I went up to "If I Rule the World" by Nas and, and Lauren Hill. And I remember going out. I had I went up there. I had a um <clears throat> a triple in the playoffs for the Cardinals, and I remember walking up to the plate. And this is in St. Louis. We're playing the Atlanta Braves. 
when my music hit, I look over at third base and Chipper Jones is over there just rocking his head like this. And I was like, oh shit, this is so cool. <laughs> shit, mm-hmm. Chipper Jones is one of the baddest players <laughs> ever. And, and when I saw him head nodding, I was like, oh, like uh, I, I, got was you. I was comfortable. I'm on the opposing team trying to kick his ass. <laughs> but I but saw comfortable him is the best over. word you said, comfortable. Because when you're comfortable, you relax. And when you're relaxed, you perform to to the to the, the the what you to the best of your ability, yeah. and but being comfortable and so good for you for doing that, man. I don't know who this guy is, man. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> now listen, I have to ask this, and you feel free to say no comment, and we'll move on. But you're talking about belts and the custom yeah. belts. Yeah. Can we see? a Chris Bay win an impact championship and come out with his own custom belt. Because I'll be honest when a wrestler wins a belt and then comes out with his own custom belt, it sets him apart and it's, it's not any disrespect for any impact championship, but like the Jeff Hardy legend, uh, what was it? The, his belt then the Booker T legend yeah. belt, it's yeah, that was a turd. the spinner belt, could we see a, a Chris Bay variation of an Impact Championship belt when you win one? Chris, let me ask. Let me answer this question. I think for you, I told you Eric all the time. So I'm not even going to get into your YouTube stuff that I was yes, watching Chris, earlier, which answer. amazes me. Dennis, after talking to this guy, he's probably already about three, four, five made. <laughs> he whacks off Willie Mack on Saturday night. He's probably going to whip out three or four of them. I might be wrong, but I don't know, man. This guy's with it. What do you got on that, Chris? Look, man, <laughs> let's just say you ain't wrong. <laughs> I'm telling everybody that when I win the X Division Championship, we will turn it into the Finesse Division Championship. Oh. <laughs> there you go. It's only right that if we're going to usher in a new era. You got to forget what you think you know. You got to forget about the AJ Styles. You got to forget about the Chris Sabans. You got to forget about all those guys. And you got to think 2020 and up. You got to think the new era. You got to think the new impact. You got to think the finesse division. God darn it. I love this guy. Uh, I'm going to tell you what, without a doubt, we've interviewed football, baseball, hockey, wrestlers. I mean, I told Moose the other day that Tommy Dreamer is going to beat him. And he wasn't hey, my favorite. Hey, he wasn't Jason's my... on crack. Hey, Moose is my favorite wrestler in the entire world. No, dude, my, love, no, 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 no. See, that's the, that's the difference right here. Chris Chris is my favorite wrestler, my favorite interview ever. Hey, and hey, I'm going to hey, tell you hey, what, this man right here is going to be. Hey, do me a favor, Dennis. Read that text. I, read, Dennis, read the text I just sent you. All right, Chris. This is the text I got while we're talking to you. This dude has it all. He's Mike Trout, Patrick Mahomes, LeBron James, etc. of wrestling. Wow. Wow. I'm with it. I'm all for this that. Is, what, man? You have it. This is from a guy, by the way, that's considered one of the best catchers in Major League Baseball history. Coming Which from him. Amazing, man. Like, I, I honestly, I, um, like I said, I didn't watch a lot of sports, but I can honestly say I have been to a handful of baseball games. Um, I used to watch the Nationals a lot, you know, living in D.C., and then I even in 2013 went to Philly and seen a Phillies game. Uh, I, I, uh, and I've seen the, uh, where the, the San Jose, the Padres, is that who San Jose has? or San Diego. 
San Diego, yeah. Like so, I've seen like a handful of baseball games, and every time watching. So you know nothing about baseball. Just Google Dimitri and myself afterwards, and we've been there and done that, and that's why we're so impressed with you. Which which means even more to me because you guys have that that knowledge, you guys have that information, and for you guys to want to talk to some of my caliber, and and it's just it's just so cool, man. What a stud! Yeah, we want to talk to you. (laughs) Damn right. Cool, man. It's cool. I, I like. I appreciate this so much, man. Honestly, I love watching you flipping all over the place and wrestling and putting the show on and everything. But now, dude, you honestly my favorite, without a doubt, a thousand percent. And I'd come out to if I was still playing. I'm a little older now, but uh, I'd come out to freaking your song just so I could. Damn, <laughs> this kid's got it, man. I'm telling you, Chris. Uh, I I know that our time is limited with you. So I want to get into a couple more questions before we have to let you go. And one of my next questions, bringing it back to Impact Wrestling and where you are and what you're doing and and the way that locker room is, do do you still get starstruck? Because you're still young enough where I could see you getting starstruck, but your maturity level is... No, he don't get starstruck. He's the best out there. He don't get starstruck. Hold on. I want to hear the answer to this one. I'll be honest. Wait, wait, wait. Which Chris? I'll, I'll give you both versions of both, Chris. I'll give you. I'll give you me first. Um, okay. In all honesty, uh, it's and and also I forgot to answer this part of the question earlier when we talked about role models or, or people who have who I'm currently under impact uh, who are helping me out. D'Lo, for sure. I, I forgot to mention D'Lo Brown. Um, he and I's relationship. Yeah, currently. Tell D'Lo I said hi. We worked out together back in 2000, back in Florida. Tell him I said I hadn't seen him in a long time. Now, I will do. I will do that. Um, he he has been super cool in being around him and being able to like text him or be around all these people. But the the way the business happened to me, my very first weekend of training um, at FSW, Ring of Honor was coming to Vegas, and we helped them set up their rings and uh, you know do the guardrails and the streamers for them and all that good stuff. So my very first weekend live on pay per view. I was walking Dalton Castle out to the ring as one of the boys, and then <laughs> part with like uh, Keith Lee and Shane Taylor and and the War Raiders or whatever, like being security and a pull apart. And I remember walking into Samstown that first day and like seeing, being like, "Oh snap, there's Kazarian!" Like, "Oh, oh snap, there's this person, there's that person." Like, but it was my first week, and so I was like, "Chill out, chill out." And then <laughs> at FSW, we had Matt Hardy, and I was like, "Bro, what is going on right now?" And like all types of just people. So I got thrown in so fast. I had to learn to just kind of not be that way. Um, and now I've been through all types of different locker rooms and performed it and met so many different people, but now nah, I still pop every now and then, but it's more of an internal thing now. Like, but I definitely still pop, but Chris Bay though, that guy, <laughs> come on now. He's, he's 24 sharing locker rooms with people that he used to watch when he was five, you know? But the thing is, he can wrestle circles around them now. Yes. <laughs> no matter what they've done in their time, Hall of Famers or not, no matter what they've done, all respects to it. They won the championships. They've done the ch- – look, guess what? Me, four years in. How many championships we had? Oh, ten. How many we got right now? Oh, three. How many are we going to win? Oh, all of them. They're all coming to me. I'm the future Hall of Famer now because the one thing they didn't learn in their time was the art of finesse. That's something that I always. Chris, something to throw into your uh, repertoire right there is so the veterans in baseball, older guys, and the guys that probably tip more to the clubhouse guys, got two lockers. 
you're the guy that should have two lockers. You know what I'm talking about, D? I mean, two lockers. I had two lockers for a long time. Damn right, because you're older and you have two lockers. So, you know, everybody's locker, 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 locker. And then your older veteran guys who been there, done that, they have two lockers. So it's your numbers or whatever. And then the guys that are, okay, you know what? You've been there, done that. You get two lockers on the road. And tell you now, if you hear me say this on TV, just know that's y'all shout out. It's two, so lockers. Yes, two lockers. Two that's lockers. Two exactly lockers, Chris Bay. I'm the I'm the vet. I need two lockers around this piece. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Could you imagine that promo? Like, where's my two Ooh, lockers? How come Moose? I need two lockers. I ain't, I ain't locker next to Moose. Oh. <laughs> hey Johnny Swinger, you go over there. I got two lockers. <laughs> <laughs> no, this one was for me. Nah, this is mine. I got two lockers. Oh, <laughs> one where your wrestling stuff is, and one where you hang your clothes when you're done wrestling, kicking some ass, uh, and then you go. Two lockers, Chris Bay. Oh my god, I that would be an amazing impact promo. Two lockers, Chris Bay. Where's my second locker at? Oh, especially on, on locker room talk. Oh, uh, you know, yep. <laughs> that'd be perfect. It's going down on there. I'm writing that down now. I mean, <laughs> we that's how it is we are so excited slammerversary all three of us are planning on getting this paper to pay-per-view to watch it no we listen we love willie mack but you right now are family uh, wait, 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 the, the, the love no 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 we love chris bay willie mack uh, has oh, zero oh, 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 we I've love been, willie. i've been called i've been called willie mack uh matt striker on an episode of uh lucha underground before Oh. They was like, is that Dimitri Young right there? I used to have a big belly, big afro, nappy beard and stuff. I cleaned it up because I'm old now. I'm 46. Got, got the chrome on there. Yeah. Chrome. See, now you got another one. You got the two lockers and the chrome. chrome you, you got about another 10 years before you get that chrome. 10? He's 24. He's got about 15 years. Yeah, well, They're wrestling in their 60s now. <laughs> Will him out in a wheelchair. We'll be gone by the time Chris Bay's done re- wrestling. <laughs> now, I know, Dimitri, if you have a couple more questions, but I, I like I said, Slammiversary 16, Saturday, July 18th. We're excited. We're going to get it on pay-per-view. Dimitri, will you wrap this interview up for us? Man, hey, Chris, we want to thank you, both the civilian Chris Bay and the impact. Yes. Hey, thank you for coming on. Jason, you always interrupt and love you, brother. Dennis, you are the man for getting such a young prodigy for us to talk to. Wrestling with sports, I'm Demetri Young. We are out. Thank you guys so much for listening to this edition of Wrestling with Sports with Jason Kindle, Demetri Young, sometimes Brett Boone and myself, Dennis Farrell. Remember, you can listen to Wrestling With Sports on all major platforms, especially if you're a new listener. Make sure you rate, subscribe, leave a comment, and please, please, please tell your friends. We have a brand new RSS feed, so we're really trying to promote that, and we can't do it without your help. If you're on Twitter, make sure you follow Brett Boone at TheBoone29, Dimitri Young at D-A Meat Hook, D-A Duh Meat Hook, Jason D. Kindle 18 is for Jason Kindle and myself, Undisputed DPF.
I just changed it, by the way. Once again, guys, thank you so much. Every time you download and you listen, it means the world to all of us. And we keep doing it for you. So please, please, please tell your friends. That's the way you can get back to us here at Wrestling With Sports. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook as well. Wrestling With Sports. That's where you can get some live videos. You can get fresh content that you can't get anywhere else. So on behalf of the guys, thank you once again. Wrestling With Sports. here at wrestling with sports want to thank you for listening our fans and by doing that we are giving away free stuff contest stuff essentially it may be from twitter facebook many different ways to win email and we're going to tell you really quickly how to do it do you want to win a jason kindle personalized autographed jersey of the team he played on of your choice same with dimitri young do you want to win a whole bunch of baseballs or game used batting gloves from jason kindle brett boone autograph we are giving that stuff away, many different things, bobbleheads, baseballs, posters, all kinds of stuff that they have just sitting around, and they want to give you the fans. And let me tell you really quickly, all you have to do, if you're on Twitter, just follow Wrestling WS. That's the Wrestling With Sports Twitter feed. Make sure you follow that. Retweet a few of our tweets. If you want to be kind, go ahead and follow Dimitri Young at da Young. Follow Jason Kindle at Jason D. Kindle 18. And you can follow me, Dennis Farrell, at Undisputed DPF. If you're on Facebook, go over and like our Facebook page, Wrestling with Sports. We do a lot of live videos there, some stuff that you may not see anywhere else. And share any posts you see. We, we're giving stuff away to people who share stuff randomly and contest winners. Maybe you're like, hey, Dennis, Jason, and Dimitri, I don't have Facebook or Twitter. That's all right. Shoot us an email at wrestlingwithsports at gmail.com and tell us why you should win something. Those emails, by the way, you're giving us permission to read on the air, and we will. You can win something just by emailing us. Now, the biggest way to get noticed is show us a picture and email it to us of you subscribing to the podcast on any major platform. Rate, subscribe, leave a comment, show the picture of the comment, and trust me, it will get noticed. That's the biggest way for us to grow, and you're helping us grow, and we're going to reward you for helping us grow. We're all one big podcast family here, and we're just the guys that have some cool stuff to give away to you. So to recap, tweet us, you win. Email us, you win. Facebook us, you win. You win, and you get great content even if you're not selected. We're going to try to select as many people as we can. It's going to be random. It's going to be fun. And we promise you will enjoy us giving away random. Oh, Zoom meetings. We are giving away a ton of Zoom meetings with Jason, sometimes Brett, and Dimitri Young. If you have a young kid who's playing baseball, get a free lesson from MLB All-Stars. Maybe you're just a fan of the show and you want to talk to them. Hey, now you can win a Zoom meeting. We're just giving stuff away to you, the fans. We got a brand new feed here, and we want to make sure you help us grow it. So please... Tell your friends, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on Twitter, whether it is word of mouth, and let us know you're telling them, and we will do our best to reward you with all these cool giveaways.